0: This is Annapolis Colts, Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Spears, and it is official, Colts fans. They have their new defensive coordinator. The Colts have officially signed former defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Chargers, and last year, Las Vegas Raiders, Gus Bradley, to be their new defensive coordinator. After a search that took a few weeks, there were times where Jim Schwartz was the leader and then Chris Harris blew him away with an interview, uh, but at the end of the day, they settled on a guy that they like, a style that they like, coverages that they like, and a, a coach that's really well thought of throughout the league and somebody that's had success you know, and knows the game really well. So, Gus Bradley is the new defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm excited about the hire. Just going through a little bit of his history and kind of breaking down what kind of coach he is and defenses that he likes and whatnot, I think he brings a lot of the same qualities that Floos brought to this team. Um, he's very, very, He's a he's a player's coach. He loves players. They connect well with him. He's a great teacher, which you have to be as a coordinator. You have to have your hands on all three different, you know, levels of the defense whether that's the back end the linebackers or the the D line and he knows all three really well he's got a great lineage of assistant coaches that he's coached with in different places so I expect over the next few days and weeks they will slowly trickle in and and hire guys Um, they've got to go through their due diligence obviously but I like this hire and I'll give you one of the main reasons why and you guys are going to be like what but one thing I've noticed about this regime with Chris Ballard and Frank Reich is they have tended to hire their friends, or guys that they're comfortable with, or guys that they worked with in the past, which which a lot of teams do. That's great. But at some point, in my opinion, you have to hire the best man for the job. And in this case, I really think they believe they got that guy, because when you look at at the other people that were involved in this, you know, defensive coordinator hiring process. Chris Harris was around Chris Ballard and 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 with the Bears when Ballard was a scout there. Jim Schwartz was a DC when Frank was in Philly. And I was really afraid they were going to do the buddy buddy thing like they've done on offense where he's hired Milanovic, Press Taylor who looks like he's going to go to uh Jacksonville, which is not a huge loss guys. Don't worry about that. And a lot of other guys grow and and stuff like that i I was hoping they weren't wa- wouldn't, but I thought they might go that route early on in this process where they just stuck to the you know the guys they know and people they've worked with in the past so it's refreshing to see that this 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 off season i think is gonna be different and I think the hiring of Gus Bradley signals that because really e- neither one of these guys specifically ballard or Reich have much experience with him. I'm sure they knew him through the NFL circles and whatnot. But the only guy that really, you know, really knew him was is Ed Dodds. And so, I like this hire in that respect. I like the fact that Gus Bradley is a, a guy that really connects with his players. Players play hard for him. He's a guy that can translate what's taught, what he teaches on the on, on the practice field Onto the game field, and he's obviously got a ton of experience. Uh, less playoff experience than I thought. I, for some reason, I thought he was the coordinator when they won, when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl and beat Manning in 2013. But uh, that was actually Dan Quinn. He had been the coordinator in 2012 with the Seahawks, and then was hired by Jacksonville. I'm gonna go through Gus Bradley's resume and talk about things, you know, specific statistics and defenses that he plays in a little bit here, but I was surprised that he's only coached in three playoff games. He's been a, you know, he's been a head coach, obviously. I, when I when I break down Gus Bradley, I'm throwing out Jacksonville. That organization is a train wreck. If you guys knew what went on with some of these, I mean, it's just, the Tony Khan is a joke, so... I throw those years out. That organization is not good. The only thing they're good at is beating us once a year. That's it. There's nothing else good about that organization, and it's not going to win. They're just not going to win until they change ownership. So, when I break down Gus Bradley, I'm not covering the Jacksonville years because I don't count them. They had that one outlier season when they went to the AFC Championship, and they've been trash ever since. Something like... uh, 43 and 130 or something like that and 11 11 against us which is embarrassing since 2000 I think 2011 but uh anyway back to Gus Bradley so I really like the way he communicates with players I like I, I do like his style it's I think it's a style that can win but the problem is going to be the same problem that we have with Fleuce it's talent now we have talent on this team but you have to have to to execute Bra- Bradley plays and here's here's a crazy stat for you guys. Everybody says fluce is a cover two guy. fluce played 35 percent cover three. That was his base defense for 2021. He played it 35 percent of the time. That's what that's what Bradley's going to do. He's going to play a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, and he blitzes less than fluce did statistically speaking. So the bitching and moaning about not being aggressive enough and and all that is simply going to come down to, does Chris Ballard go get him pass rushers? Because he's not going to blitz. He just doesn't. He never has. they He'll mix stuff up on the back end and all that. But at the end of the day, he's going to have the same problem fluce had. Third downs will be a problem and all that if we don't get talent in here. So, um, you know, as a base defense, he runs, you know, cover three. You know, that's the Seattle-style defense. And Flusse did that his last year here, where he kind of you know remade everything after that Jets game and kind of fixed it so that the that it was more mixing and matching. It wasn't just zone all the time, and so he played more man. Bradley is adaptable. I like that about him. At the end of the day, you just want a guy with with winning experience, somebody that the players can trust, somebody that that has experience growing young players and and nurturing veteran players and he can do all those things i think you know it's a solid hire and higher in that regard i think he's very similar to Fluce in a lot of ways which i know is going to piss off the fan base um in the ter- in terms of the way he coaches the way he's adaptable you know the the way the lens that he sees the game through he's not a hyper aggressive coach he's not a guy that's going to bring a lot of pressure i saw somebody online say um I can't wait to see uh, how many sacks Darius Leonard has in this. De- like with the, with this coordinator, he's not going to blitz that much. So I don't know what that that meant, but this guy's not going to be blitzing a lot, and he's going to blitz less than Flus did. So, but as far as just the general overall vibe of the hiring, I dig it because it wasn't a buddy buddy hire. It's a guy with experience. He's going to bring in a really good staff. I'm sure of it. You know, he's got a lot of links. He's, lo- I mean, he's beloved throughout the league. He's, I-, I haven't heard anything negative said about him outside of, you know, he wasn't a good coach in Jacksonville, but who is? I mean, honestly, other than Tom Coughlin and a few years under Jack Del Rio, it's, it, that, that organization, you can't win there. So, But outside of that, I mean, he's just very well thought of. Players love playing for him. Um, he communicates really well, you know, and he's adaptable. And that's what you have to be a- at this point in your career and that's how and that's how you win. You have to be able to adapt your style to the players that you have and the roster that you have. And I think he's going to be very similar to Fleuse in that way. I think you'll see him do that. He's still going to play his base concepts, but I think you're going to see him do things a little differently maybe than he did in Vegas last year because he has better I think he has better overall talent. That said, the edges in, in Vegas were superior to the Colts. I mean Max Crosby's one of the best in the game. We don't have a guy like that here yet. Quiddy maybe can develop into that, but and we hope Gus can help him along that way. And then they also had Ngakwe. We just don't have a second guy. So a lot of what happens. And listen, as much as I love Flus, there were certain things, you know, we stunk at with him. Third down, you know, just going back over Flus's one thing that I he just never got right was third down. Percentage defense, and you know, this three, the four years he was here, we were twenty third, twenty seventh, nineteenth, and nineteenth. Some of that's his fault, and a lot of that is Ballard's fault because you can't get off the field in this league if you don't get any pressure, and we just could not get pressure, and that's got to change with Gus Bradley. And I think you're going to see Ballard go out and attack free agency this year because if he doesn't, this defense is never going to work. I, I mean, it's just not. You can't have a defense predicated on the front four. In a front four that doesn't get to the quarterback, so I do think Ballard is going to be aggressive. And if he's not, and he just sits back and goes the, you know, the goodwill route like he did last year, our defense is just going to struggle. And it's not going to be the coordinator's fault. It's going to be the fact that we just don't have the talent. Because you can't win in this league if you can't stop the pass and you can't get to the quarterback and you can't get off the field. So, just getting into kind of Gus Bradley's resume for you guys. He started off as a in his first few years in the NFL, he's with the Tampa Bay Bucs under Gruden, linebacker coach, so he cut his teeth as a linebacker coach, and, and so that'll help our, our linebackers, and, and I think it'll help Darius have a seamless transition kind of from Borgonzi and Fluce to Gus Bradley and whoever he, he brings in, whether that's Babbage or somebody, Ken Norton Jr., somebody like that. I think it'll be a smooth transition for our linebackers because Gus Bradley, that's where he cut his teeth. So he was with Tampa for a few years, then was hired as the Seattle defensive coordinator in 2009 and coached there until 2012. And so his statistics that I looked up, I looked up points, takeaways, and third down defense, third down percentage defense. So that's getting off the field on third down. And these are rankings out of 32. So, in Seattle in 2009, 25 in points, 24th in takeaways, 19th in 3rd down defense. 2010 in Seattle, 25th in points, 25th in takeaways, 24th in 3rd down defense. And then they got good. His third year there in 2011, 7th in points, 5th in takeaways, 9th in 3rd down percentage defense. And then his final year, which is what got him hired in Jacksonville, number one overall in the entire NFL in points, per game allowed on defense fifth in takeaways and 17th on third down percentage defense that was the first time he went to the playoffs they made it to the division round and i think they lost to arizona that year or made no they lost to atlanta that year with matt ryan so that was his last year in seattle as a dc in 2012 so they they had a really good defense the last two years made the playoffs one out of four years so then he obviously went to Jacksonville from 2013 to 2016. Again, I'm not holding that against him. I'm not even going to get into the statistics because it doesn't matter to me. It's Jacksonville. So then he went after he was fired from Jacksonville and he became uh, Anthony Lenz, D.C. and Los Angeles for the Chargers in 2017, the first year that he was there. They were ranked third in points, sixth in takeaways, 19th in third down percentage defense. 2018, they were 8th in points, 16th in takeaways. They made the playoffs that year, got to the division round, lost to the Patriots, and the 3rd down percentage defense was 18th. So, you know, the, the thing I'm noticing here is he's, he's not great. You know, he's on the back end of the NFL most years with the 3rd down percentage defense, and so that's, that's going to be an issue, I think, w- with him. You know, I, I know a lot of people were really upset with Flues this year and getting off the field on third down, blah, blah, blah. Well, he was 19th this year, and that's kind of right around where Bradley's been his whole career. So we'll see what happens. But um, in his final two years in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, 14th in points, 32nd in takeaways, which is dead last. That's not good. And then 29th in third down percentage defense, not good. Then his last year in Los Angeles, 23rd in points, 22nd in takeaways, 22nd in third down percentage defense. Again, not great. They let that staff go, and then they hired... Uh, oh, excuse me. They they So then he left Los Angeles and was picked up by the Raiders under Gruden. Obviously, that was a train wreck as far as Gruden goes. But, you know, the numbers here, I think, with the Raiders are kind of skewed. I actually thought they played better than these numbers indicate. They certainly did against us. I mean... His defense is the reason why they made the playoffs over us. That helped them win the game. But as far as his stats in Vegas this year, twenty-sixth in points, 29th takeaways, fifteenth, which is one of his higher rankings in third down percentage defense. So those are his statistical you know numbers. There's some good, there's some bad. The bottom line though with Gus Bradley is if you give him the right players, if you get, and this is how it is with any for, with, with any good coordinator, if you give him a good front four and you give him, you know, players at every level, his defense is going to be good. And the longer the players are with him and the more they trust him, they better the better they get. They seem to get better over time. So I would expect his first year might not be great. It could be. I mean, it could be great. You never know. But the way it it's skewed with his career in Seattle and it, also in, in, in L.A. with the Chargers... You know, it, it's usually it takes him a while. Actually, looking at the stats though, it didn't take him long in L. A. His first two years, he was really good. So, so maybe he will hit the ground running. I mean, they've got talent on defense with the Colts. You know, Buckner and Kenny and and all that. They've got guys, and it's very similar. You know, th- those guys are very important in in Gus Bradley's defense as well, having that three tech and the, and nickel guy, and then having that Will. It's all super important in Gus Bradley's defense. Um, the one thing I will say is, with Gus Bradley, it's a lot. Like with Flus. it was cover three, cover two, some cover four. With Bradley plays a lot of cover one. He likes to incorporate three safeties. Now that's going to be a problem because right now we have really one healthy safety on our roster, and that's Kari Willis. To play this defense the way he wants to play it, you're going to need three starting caliber safeties and you're going to need depth. The Colts don't have that. So they're going to have to go out and sign average to above average veteran players to be able to play this defense. The back end, I mean. The safeties. Because I, you don't know when Julian's going to come back and you don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. I expect he'll, be, he'll still be Julian Blackman and still be a solid player. But you don't know if that explosion's going to be there. Sometimes it takes a, a while for it to come back. And so you're going to have to have another, another, another safety that you can move around back there, and then you're going to have to have depth. And that's up to Chris Ballard. You're going to have to try, probably draft a young guy and also sign a safety at bare minimum to make this defense work, and then also go out, and I, I wouldn't be against getting one or two, at least one elite pass rusher and maybe a secondary pass rusher, because this defense just is not going to work unless you can get pressure on the quarterback. Once again, we're in a defense whether it's cover three, cover two, cover you know, cover four, whatever. It's zone, and you're going to have to get pressure with your front four. If you don't, you're going to get eaten alive. You look at uh, I looked at the the Raiders games last year with the Chiefs, and they just got chewed up because they could not get pressure on Mahomes. Now that's a I guess that's probably a little bit of a you know a stretch because Mahomes is so good, but. I mean, they just could not get pressure on him. And if you allow great—and that's what—those are the quarterbacks. We're going to see Mahomes next year. Those are the quarterbacks that we're going to see. We're going to see Herbert. We're going to see Mahomes. We're going to see a lot of good quarterbacks. And so the bottom line is you're going to have to be able to get pressure with your front four. And that's up to Chris Ballard. There's, there's issues I've had with, with Fluce and and I'm sure other coordinators that we've had. But at the end of the day, it's up to the GM to get the right guys in here. And so that's what Chris ballard has got to do. I think if he does that, then this is going to be a good hire. Because obviously everything that you want in a coordinator, this guy has. He's got experience. He's he's made the play, He's co- you know coached in playoff games. Um, he's been on winning teams. He knows how to handle players. He's you know a player's coach. You know you know I, I saw a video, it's ironic. I saw a video on um, uh, on YouTube, just kind of going through and looking up stuff about Bradley and and, and just seeing how he is when he's mic'd up with his players and and he's great. I mean, he's great. The way he uh, the he the way he communicates, and he's a great communicator, and that's something you have to be to be a great coach. But one of the things I saw that I really liked from him is I don't know if you guys remember this, but in 2000 I think nine or ten Seattle came to Indianapolis, and it was Edge's return game to Indianapolis, and the Colts I think blew the doors off Seattle that day. Uh, I don't remember what the score was. I do remember we won handily, and there's a clip on youtube you guys can look it up uh it's a mic'd up with gus bradley where he pulls the entire defense together after the first or second drive of that game and just absolutely lets them have it and i love that passion i love that emotion i'm not saying i want a coach that screams it all the time or anything like that because that doesn't work they tune you out after you do it four or five times but i think there's a time and a place for it like personally, I, if I was right, I would have called the team together after the first drive in Jacksonville and, and just said this this is not going to happen and kind of tore into him, but he never did that. I, I'm a believer and you ha- and you have to do that sometimes. You have to wake players up. And so when you know you see that from him, he's very passionate. he's a lot more uh, demonstrative and outgoing than Fluos was. Floos is more of a cerebral guy and I, I think people are going to like to see that. It's going to be a change from what we've seen over the past 4 years but at the end of the day it comes down to players making plays and you know doing your job and having and having the talent level to be able to run the defense the way you run it you, the way you want to run it and right now we're missing pieces we definitely need to pick up some safeties um we certainly need to add a, a, an elite pass rusher whether that's Chandler Jones or somebody else that's out there that has to happen, he has to make that happen. He has to go out there and attack. Ballard has to go out there and attack the market this year, and not wait for the market to come to him. You just can't. You can't do it. So, you know, just to just to kind of go off of that. One thing I do like about Bradley, he he plays a lot of press with, with so that'll help guys like Rock. And I think you'll see us, you know, either bring a vet in here or sign somebody else like another, you know sign another vet or or draft a guy maybe that's a little more physical than Isaiah I don't think Isaiah's greatest strength is press so maybe they bring in a, a vet maybe make Isaiah the fourth corner or you know depending on the matchup or whatever but I do like that he does seem to play a lot of press I, I I'm not a fan of off coverage at all I think that gives the offense an advantage um so Definitely like that about his defense, and I just, I, I like, you know, I like that Seattle-style defense. I like the, the way the back end kind of works together and all that, but again, there's work to be done. Obviously, he's going to have to hire his staff. I think he's going to bring a good staff in here, and I think uh, those guys are going to be really, it'll be, it'll be, I think it'll be a really good thing, honestly. You get a lot of new blood and some new voices. I think it, you know, I think that's a positive thing. I'm excited to see who he brings in because I know he's got a lot of connections throughout the league and I'm sure he's going to bring in nothing but but good coaches. Hopefully, Reich allows him to make all the hires. and It's not Reich making the hires like it's been in the past um, with some of these guys. But I, I, I like his pedigree. I like the guys that he's worked with. He's worked with some really, really good coaches on his staffs before. So I expect that to be the same. I think they're going to bring in... His guys, they're all going to be his guys and guys that know the defense and know how he works and understands what he wants. And I think that's huge. You hit the ground running when you can do that. If you get a staff that knows exactly what the head guy wants and they can teach those things to the players, and the faster you can do that, the faster the players will know what is expected of them and the faster they can take that onto the field and the faster we can play. So uh, I think that's a big thing with Gus Bradley. I'm excited to see what the staff looks like in a couple weeks here. So all in all, man, I I mean, there's things about this defense that scare me, the third-down percentage defense. But, again, it's about players, talent, all that. If you get all that and the right guys in here, Gus Bradley's going to coach up these guys, and they'll be ready to play, and they'll do a good job, and they'll be good. That's the way I feel. And he'll find a way to to win games. He'll find us ways to win games on defense, just like Flus did, I thought. Um, So I think it's a good hire. He's well respected throughout the league. I think he's gonna you know look at our roster and try to fit what he does to the strengths of our players. but we we absolutely have to be aggressive in free agency and do the things that we need to do to lock down some some veteran players and then go into the draft and attack our needs. Um, if you're gonna play this cover three, you got to get the right guys. you got to get some safeties in here that can cover and run, and hit, and be physical, and and it's a lot of the same um, traits that Floose looked for in players, Gus Bradley looks for in players, you want physical, fast, long guys that that love to play the game, um, and can make plays, and so that's what you're looking for, and I'm sure they're going to be looking for that, whether it's in the draft or free agency, and uh, so it's official. Colts got their new defensive coordinator. I'm excited that it wasn't a buddy buddy hire. I was afraid of that. I think Reich made the right move in hiring somebody that they all they've always loved that Seattle style defense, and now they've got the guy that really brought it to Seattle, and now they've got the guy that that actually brought it to Seattle and Gus Bradley. So I think it's a it's a win win for everybody. I'm happy Flusky got a job. I, I, I'm excited for this new you know coach as far as Bradley goes and his experience and all the positives he brings and the new coaching staff and the new blood and the new voices I think that's all going to be super positive for this team. I think sometimes voices can get stale whether that's position coaches or whatever, but I think it's I think it's going to end up being a great thing for everybody for the previous staff going to Chicago and our new staff with Gus Bradley. So again If you're expecting a defense that's going to be blitzing a lot and be super hyper-aggressive Jim Schwartz-style blitzing wide 9, it's none of that. It's more like Fluse's defense, but more cover 1. So um, they'll mix things up, but they'll be base, probably cover 3, a lot of cover 1, not a lot of blitzing. It's going to be predicated on those four guys up front getting to the quarterback, and that's... That's going to be a combination of getting a good D-line coach in here, which we haven't had since Frank Reich's been here. I don't, I haven't liked any of the guys we've had, to be frank with you. And um, I, We really need to get, whether it's Marinelli or somebody else, we have to get a legit D-line coach in here to coach these guys up. And you've also got to get the talent. That's the key. If you can get that front four humming and get them getting to the quarterback, it makes everything on the back end so much easier. I think... You're going to see Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke turn into the Bobby Wagner, that, that Bobby Wagner type thing where they had those two guys that were really, really good. And I think that's what you're going to see here with these linebackers. I think the, I think Darius and, and Bobby are going to be huge and be great in this defense. They're both really good and athletic, and I think they fit what he does really well. And so I'm excited. You know, Obviously, there's a lot that has to go on as far as the rest of the team goes, and we'll get into that. Throughout the, the rest of the off season, you know, the other side of the ball, um, some serious some serious changes have to be made on that side, as, uh, you know, as far as, I think, uh, personnel, adding personnel and subtracting, and you guys can figure out what that means. Luke and I will probably talk about that. Uh, here in the next few, few days, or maybe in the next week, we'll, we'll go over the quarterback situation and just the offensive side of the ball. Um, and as far as Luke goes, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Uh, he would have come on today, but his voice is shot. Uh, he could, you know, I could barely hear him on the phone. So he 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 just asked me to go solo today. So this is not going to be like a an every time thing. This is just a one time thing. So uh, Luke, if you hear this, buddy, hope you feel better. Hope you get your voice back soon. Um, and as far as the show goes, yeah, we'll be back soon with a breakdown probably of the offensive side of the ball, but. You know, Just to sum this up, I like the hire. I think he's going to be good in Indianapolis as long as we get him the right players, and I think they will, and I think this can be a positive thing. I think the whole turnover of the defensive staff can be a really positive thing for the Colts, and I think it could be a really positive thing for going into next season, just having a bunch of new blood, new voices, all that stuff I mentioned previously. I think that's a positive thing, and then you've got the previous staff obviously going to Chicago, that's a positive for them. So sometimes life is win-win, and I think that's one of those situations. Fluce moves on. He's a head coach now, and all the guys that were on the previous, you know, under him, are now in Chicago with him, and I think that staff's going to do really good out there, and I think this staff that Gus Bradley brings in, you know, not knowing who it is, I can't say for sure, but I know that he's always had strong, you know, strong position coaches under him, and I feel confident in saying that we're going to be really, really good in that area as well because he always brings really good coaches with them so excited about the hire glad they didn't go the buddy buddy route and I think every Colt fan should be pumped up and and the next thing I would say to you is let's see what Chris Ballard does as far as talent and, and, and um, adding talent to this roster that fits this style of defense because it's a lot of cover one a lot of cover three and you're going to need more safeties than just Kari Willis and Julian Blackman so with that said guys um, I hope everyone is doing well glad the the defensive uh coordinator search is is now wrapped up and we can hit the we, we can start you know preparing for next year and getting the coaches in here and uh, really kind of getting going into 2022 and focusing on trying to get better in every way possible so that we can be the team that we want to be just because it's this week the Super Bowl is coming up I really you know I, I'm going to go ahead and, and make a prediction on the show I am really actually rooting for the Bengals to win this game. I just think it would be hilarious, and I love everybody loves Joe Burrow, but I think the Rams win it. It's in it's in LA. Not like I don't think that really matters. Though the Rams have like seven fans, but uh, I think the Rams will win it. I think it'll be a really good game. I like Cincinnati's team. I like their quarterback. I love their receivers. Um, so let me know what you think on the Super Bowl. You know who you think is going to pull it out. You know next Sunday. In L.A., uh, if you like the Rams or you like the Bengals, and, and let us know why. You know, what do you think the what do you think the deciding factor is going to be? For me, I just think uh, Aaron Donald is the, the 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 defense for the Rams. I think is is going to be the difference in the game. I like their their front four. I like I, I like the pressure that they can put on. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm just glad it's not like it's not a Super Bowl with teams that are in it every year I'm this is a you know Cincinnati at the Rams that's 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 a that's a fun matchup so I'm excited to watch the game and then once it's over it's a new year everybody's zero and zero and we go we go back to work and we try to get better and and hopefully we can make some moves to make us a a legit contender next year and that's what we're looking at you know that's what everybody wants and and this the season the way it ended was really disappointing but you know, once it's over, you move on, you put it behind you, and you look you look ahead, and that's what we'll do, so I uh, appreciate you guys listening, sorry Luke wasn't with me, he will definitely be with me when we talk about the offense in the next coming days, but uh, I appreciate, you know, the time, and I hope you guys are excited about the hire, I think it's going to work out well, uh, I think he's, he, it's going to be a seamless transition between... Coach Fluce and Coach Bradley, I think they're very similar guys, and they're both very highly respected. So I think it's gonna be a seamless transition and I think it's gonna be an interesting offseason of you know, more interesting offseason than we've had in a long time here. So with that, I'm gonna wrap it up. Say thank you for listening. I hope everybody has a great week and we will back hope everybody has a great week, and we will be back in a couple of days here on the For the Culture Podcast.